0: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
1: Welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you... Stu and Blake. Hello and welcome to the MMA Fan Show. I'm Stu Whiffin, joining me always, Mr Blake Harrison. How are you, mate? Very good, mate. Very good. We've been uh, left to our own devices in the studio, haven't we? <laughs> we hope everything's working. The we cam- hope you're watching
0: it. We hope you're watching it. <laughs> Otherwise, we're just two sad, lonely men chatting to each other about MMA, <laughs> which is how this podcast began. So it's kind of come full
1: circle, really, which is nice. Absolutely. Well, look, let's just jump straight into things. So we are doing our pre-UFC 296 show, and show. Oh, boy, what a card. It is. It's a fantastic card. Um, A a little caveat is that because
0: we've got some stuff going on next week, uh, we are recording this slightly early. So it is Thursday. Yes. uh, The week before fight week. Yeah. So if anything comes up, if any major events happen between now and then, we're, we're sorry, guys. Nothing to do with us. Hold our hands up. Not our fault. Is y- our fault, but, yeah. you know, we're doing it now. So if, if this sounds a little bit late, if for some reason Colby gets injured and it's Leon versus Shavcat, then uh, oh, God. this is going to be a weird <laughs> listen. <laughs> this is going to be a weird listen, guys. Um, so, yeah, so we're hoping there's no big changes. However, there was one change that we found out this morning yes. that we will get onto Absolutely. Uh, during the show. But let's start where we always should be starting. Yes, At let's the top of the card, the top of the bill, uh, Leon versus Colby. Um, And I suppose I want to start with a first question to you, Stu. Okay. Should Colby Covington be getting this shot? That's
1: the first note I've got to ask Blake Harrison. (laughs) Oh, look at that. Great minds think alike. Um, Um, No, I don't. I don't. Um, I I, I think, I mean, how long has it been since he last fought? Oh, God, now you're putting me on the spot. I don't know.
0: I had some other interesting stats to prove why I don't think Colby should be getting the shot. But um, I can try and pull up the older... I, 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 think, here.
1: I think he's he's a star, and I think the UFC like the fact he's a gobshite, he's always got plenty yeah. to say. I'm look I'm really looking forward to Media Day, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get March on to of
0: twenty twenty two. Yeah. I Jorge mean, Masvidal. A
1: win over Jorge Masvidal in March of
0: twenty twenty two. So he's not far away from being two years out of the
1: cage. I mean, this all... Benefits Leon. Leon's been so active in in like real hard fights as well, uh, you know, that has really tested his wrestling, which we think you know he's going to be Colby's strength, which has generally been his strength. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I just, I just well, I'm not a fan of, of of Colby Covington anyway. I don't know who he is, but he's got star power. <laughs> but I, I don't know if I think he's the most hated him. man in yeah. MMA, isn't he? Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it would appear, unfortunately, in Gary's uh, hot on his toes, like, on his tail. Sorry, because. <laughs> Oh, we, we spoke about that last week as to as to this. And I'm assuming
0: we'll get onto it again in a bit. I'm,
1: I'm sure yeah. we will. Um, all right, will you tell me why you don't think, or do you think he, he deserves the shot?
0: No, Colby does not deserve the shot. I mean, look, we've mentioned this all, all the time. The UFC is not a meritocracy. It is a business, and Colby is the guy that's going to make more money. And I think I've seen an interview where Leon's kind of come to that conclusion now as well. That He's like, I didn't want to give Colby the shot. Yeah. But when you look at the division... yeah he was the fight that the money was at that fight. So that was the way to do it. Um, The thing that I think is the most interesting factor of this in terms of why Colby shouldn't get a shot, you know, Colby doesn't have a single win over a current ranked welterweight. Not one single win over a current ranked welterweight. The best things on his resume at the moment is losing twice to Kamara Usman in close fights. That's it. I mean, that sounds harsh. Obviously, he's got good wins as well, whatever. But at the moment, none of the people he's beaten previously are currently ranked in the UFC top 15 at welterweight. I mean, and when you look at other fighters, Leon has beaten Usman twice and Vincente Luque. Uh, Usman beat Colby twice, Burns once, Leon once. Uh, Burns has beat Wonderboy and Magny. Balal has beat... uh, Burns, Brady, Wonderboy, and Luque. Shavkat has beat Magny and Jeff Neal. Like, these are all people with wins over
1: ranked welterweights. Colby <laughs> hasn't got a single one. So the name that just jumps there is Bilal, right? Yeah. And you, you just rattled off who he's beaten. Four wins over ranked welterweights. Like... He, Bilal, he's not Colby Coventon, unfortunately, is he? He's he is just not. not got that, that pull that, that we know. Whether people tune in just to hope to see Colby get beaten, whatever it is, it works for him. Because yes. he's got, you know, look at the opportunity he's got here. So I did also see Leon talking um, uh, on, online this morning, and he was saying that he hasn't beaten a fighter under the age of... In, in however many sort of recent years he hasn't beaten someone under the age of something like 35 or something like that wow and, and so Leon is a hell of a lot younger than anybody that he's you know that he's fought and, and Leon also said you know I've been active at the highest level yeah so how do you see this going can, I'll tell, I'll, tell, I'll start it this way can Leon knock him out oh yeah for sure
0: um but uh yeah no i I think he absolutely can and I think look Colby's tough he's got good and like, like we it sounds like we've been hard on Colby he's a douche I, it's fine <laughs> fair enough um I think even a douche deserves love sometimes but um I think that uh You know, he's not a bad fighter. He's a very good fighter. He's just not got those wins over those ranked world weights, as we mentioned. He hasn't fought in a long time, as we mentioned. Now there's this stat about him not beating anyone under 35 for a long time. Um, These are all factors to consider. But Mm. has he got a very good chin? I I think he does. I I think that, you know, the wars he's had with Usman, he's worn some punches and nearly been finished but come back. Um, Amazing cardio, we all know that, and very good wrestling.
1: So... I'm looking at, 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 at Colby's, um, basically, what he's done. And he's not, he's not stopped anyone since Max Griffin in 2016. Everything else has been a decision. That's, that's his style, though, so isn't it? So, that's his style. So, I mean, yes, we've seen, apart from uh, Head Kick Dead, you know, we've, we, we've only seen, let's look at the Nate Diaz fight. So, we saw Leon flagging. Uh, you know, in in them them latter rounds, I don't know what if there was anything to do with the the climate that he was fighting. in, But he looked like he was gassed in that last round. Yeah. I'm not hating on Leon. We're Brits. We love Leon, but we've got to be objective here and yeah. and, and talk about you know the pros and cons. Um, Oh, if you're in Colby's team, that's what you're looking at. You're looking at, look at what happened towards the end of that
0: fight. I'm trying to think of how well he did. I think he won round five against Usman. I can't remember in in their second fight. So, you know, you you imagine the gas tank is Mm. there. But Colby puts on a pace like no one else in that division. And your cardio has got to be really on point. And if you're in Colby's team, you're probably looking at moments where Leon has looked very tired and gone, if we get through the first two rounds we can be all over this. Or if we just put a pace on him early so that he's playing catch-up, he could be in trouble there.
1: What do you think Leon's game plan is?
0: I think Leon's game plan is not too dissimilar to the Usman game plan. I mean, obviously, you'll have to, to finesse certain things because Colby and Usman, not the same kind of wrestler necessarily. I mean, I say Colby will just be so, so much pressure and just back you up and, and, and put you against the fence and all that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, Usman is similar, but... and. I don't know. For me, I'm I'm not well-versed enough in the intricacies of different styles of wrestling to tell you what the differences are between Usman and Colby, but I do think there are differences there in terms of their style of wrestling. I think that Leon, to win this fight, just needs to keep it on the feet. Yeah. I think keep himself away from the, the cage because Colby will just press him up against the cage. Keep himself away from the cage. Keep, him, keep it all on the feet. And I think Colby's got nothing for... Uh, I don't think he's got enough for him on the feet. I think Leon is too. Colby can swing, he can brawl, he's got a good chin, he will keep going, all that stuff. Leon is a technically gifted he, striker. You
1: swing and brawl, he'll snipe you.
0: I think he will snipe him. Yeah. And I think that's what could happen. I think we could see a Colby here coming into a fight with a gay plan of just pressure, 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 pressure. And I think. Leon might get the timing early. And I I think you could finish him early as well. And what a moment it could be. Let's let's look back on what Leon Edwards had to go through to get his title fight. He was very much the forgotten man. He was the Balal. He was the forgotten man of that division. Huge win streak, but no one cared about him. No one really was saying his name, any of that stuff. And then just a matter of like a year and a bit later or whatever it is, he's taken out... The pound for pound, who was the pound for pound king at the time in Kamaru Usman. Then he's solidified his championship by at home defending Mm. his belt in front of, you know, a packed out crowd and me and you, which I'm sure that was the most (laughs) important thing. That was what was was It was Stuart Blake right there, he just gave his little wave. Um, (laughs) And then he could take out the most hated guy in all of MMA, Yeah. all in the space of like less than 18 months or whatever it's been. That's some year and a half for a guy that was on the outskirts of you know the division at one point was removed from the rankings because yeah. he wasn't taking the fights the UFC wanted him to take on short notice and stuff. So um, it would be quite a turnaround if he can do this. I think his star will will it. if he can if he can knock Colby out. I think his star goes through the roof.
1: Is this Leon Edwards moment? Is this is is it his time now? I think so. Are we seeing him? You know, coming into his prime now. You know, let, let's not. Overlook what he's you know two wins over Usman as you say pound for pound at the time Yeah. like for me I've got to be honest the one fight that I didn't want was this not because he didn't deserve it I just there's something about Carby Covington that he seems to just fucking get away with it he seems to always just make it happen and it bothers me like and this was the (laughs) fight that I think is problematic for Leon Edwards I think that I think pressure, there's other fights that are more difficult for Leon in this division. I think that pressure of him trying to keep his distance so he can get comfortable with his striking that pressure is going to come right from the opening rounds. Yep. And I think that's when Leon's going to really sort of want to find that distance so he can do what he does best. And I worry that if he doesn't get them shots off and get comfortable with that range because of the pressure, then I worry in them latter rounds, that that movement to stay away from the octagon cage might not be quite as sharp as it needs to be for the cardio king. And and I think that's when we could see, potentially, Colby take him down and, and you know, maybe get the, the submission.
0: But look, there's a lot of outcomes that are very likely with this. I mean, I think it's very likely that Leon knocks him out in the first round. I yeah. also think it's likely that Colby just puts a pressure on him and, and, uh, and Leon struggles. But there's also that situation where, Leon wins the first two rounds. The third round is, you know, touch and go. Because, again, the, the cardio of Colby, he's putting yep. on a pace on him and all that kind of stuff. And then Colby wins the last two rounds. And you're like, oh, how did you score round three? Like, which way did that go? And it's, I, I think could that go a could bit very and, much
1: be the, the, the way it goes. Oh,
0: that, that could be really tricky. I mean, you just don't know. But My nerves don't need this, bro. <laughs> I know, but, I mean, I imagine if he head kicks... Head kicks oh. him like he did with Usman. Imagine that, if he, he kicked his head off. <laughs> that would be
1: incredible.
0: <laughs> Trump won't like it. <laughs> no. But, yeah, I mean, obviously we want we want Leon to win. Yeah. But uh, but Colby, despite the fact that, you know, there's all these stats coming out of why he doesn't deserve the belt, and I'll stand by that, he doesn't deserve a title shot, but I do think uh, he's, he's a, still a tough fighter.
1: It's a fantastic fighter. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. um,
0: Shall we move on to another couple of fantastic fighters?
1: Yes, let's do that.
0: This is low-key, I think, once Stu gets his uh, pictures right. Here we go. This is low-key fight of the night. Oh, I think it could hello. be. Or I mean, I think someone's getting a bonus. Yeah. Someone is getting a bonus because I think I watched their first fight and it was great. It was absolutely fantastic. Uh, Pantoja won with a rear naked choke. I think it was in round three. It was round two. Oh, was it round two? Mm. But uh, but it was back and forth. The fight was really really good. Brandon Royval's got a really exciting style. He's unorthodox with his strikes. He can catch you, but he puts a pressure on you and all that kind of stuff. We know Pantoja's a beast. Look at his fight. He he had when he won the belt against uh, Brandon Moreno. Like he went to war and he he fought tired and all those kind of things. Like I I think we're in for an absolute cracker here, Um, and I'm really really excited about it. How do you see it going?
1: I'm going to say that I think he's going to get another submission win. Um, I I, I think Pantoja's the man at the moment. Yeah? Yeah. I I think, you know, he's that kind of guy that... I think there was so much attention on Moreno and Figgy that he was just the guy that was just lurking, waiting for his moment. And I think he ceased that moment. And I think we're going to see a dominant champ for quite a while in him. Oh, interesting! Yeah, it's interesting. I um, so Roy Val was on a three-fight win streak since he lost to.
0: Oh God, you put me on Moreno Moreno. I it, think no, it was Moreno. Yeah, I think it was Moreno. It's, and that's where he injured his shoulder. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got some. I've got some interesting stats here. Stat me. I've, I'm going to stat you up, baby. Um, so Pantoja, 13 UFC fights. Six of them have been decisions. Mm-hmm. Some is won, some is lost. Roy Val only been to a decision once in his seven-fight UFC career. Um, and there's a few other things I'm going to say that makes me think the, the longer this fight goes on, the more it favours Pantoja. I yeah. think Roy Val is someone that a lot of first-round finishes, second-round finishes, doesn't go to the distance very often, as we've seen. Um, and I've said here in my notes, uh, Roy val has gone five rounds once. He lost in the LFA to Casey Kenny in that fight. Uh, and that was five years ago. That's the only time he's gone five rounds and he lost it. And that was to Casey Kenny five years ago. Of all of Roy Val's decisions, which is six of 21 fights, he's only won two. So he's had six decisions out of 21 fights and only won two of those. So I just think the longer this fight goes, the more this favors Pantoja,
1: you think Pantoja's got to weather that that heavy storm at the beginning?
0: Yes, I, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be chaos. Mm. I think Roy Val is a chaos merchant. Uh, he's the little Tasmanian devil just spinning around that octagon with uh, lanky knees and elbows. I, uh, I relate. I love it. Yeah. I'm a uh, big fan of Roy Val. Um, You've got me excited I, uh, way more about this now. I think it's going to be a really cracking yeah. fight. I really, really do. And I think when this is a fight card that's full of stars yeah these two might be the ones to walk away with the fight of the night bonus uh, or one of them getting a finish bonus i mean roy val could knock him out in the first round with some kind of unorthodox knee or something like that yeah but Pantoja's such a beast i i i'm gonna lean pantoja and also i'm gonna just highlight the fact that very soon we will be doing our champions predictions episode yes for 2024, and we will highlight what we predicted for 2023. And the only prediction I can remember at all out of any of mine was that I predicted at the end of 2023, the flyweight champion of the world would be Alejandro Pantoja. So I'm hoping he wins because Blake gets a point. <laughs> That's it.
1: That's all I care about. I can't remember. Apart from Dustin Poirier, I can't remember oh, any fuck of my me. picks.
0: That was such a terrible take on your part. <laughs> Predicting Poirier to be the lightweight champion of the world. Oh, horrendous. <laughs> well, I haven't listened to that back. We will be listening to that episode back, uh, and we will. Uh, tally up who's won let you guys know what we predicted and how wrong we got it and then we'll be making predictions for uh for the end of 2024 to see who will be the champion so that episode will be coming up probably around either the end of the year or the start of the new year that episode will
1: will be coming your way and when that does drop um head over to youtube or wherever
0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find
1: out how much at airbnb.com/slash host. You listen to the podcast and, uh, and let us know what yours are. And uh, yeah, drop all your little comments in the socials as to see who you think. Uh, are going to be the standout fighters next year. And uh, listen along, and you can find out what the categories are, and uh, we'd love to hear what you lot think. Yeah, we always do this at the end of the episode, but before we
0: move on to, I'm assuming, maybe Paddy versus Tony. Yes. Please subscribe. If you're watching this on on YouTube, please subscribe. That helps us out. If you're listening on the podcast, uh, sorry you can't see our wonderful faces, uh, but uh, if you could uh, subscribe or give us a a like, a lovely review, any of those things, that would be... That'd be, be lovely. Nice.
1: I mean, you, be nice? you, you've been commenting, which is lovely, and uh, and and again, if you, you've been listening to it as a as a podcast, thank you. Um, but go and have a little look over on YouTube. Go and have a little look at this Swiss studio we're sitting in. We hope you're watching it. We just hope these cameras are working because it's the first time there's not been a producer <laughs> We should all just be
0: talking to another We one.
1: are literally just <laughs> talking. In. I'm looking at a camera that probably ain't even recording this, but um, hopefully uh, you're watching. Okay.
0: Right. Paddy v Tony?
1: About, um, the baddie uh, oh, versus uh, Tony Ferguson. <sighs> right. Can I ask you a question? Yes, please.
0: <laughs> is this lose-lose for Paddy? Because that's been the narrative. The narrative has been, this is a lose-lose fight for Paddy. If he wins, everyone goes, well, Tony was on a six-fight losing streak. Uh, if he loses, then obviously it's like, well, you got beat by the guy who was on a six-fight losing streak. Is it lose-lose for Paddy, or is that a small-minded way of thinking about this fight?
1: I do think it's quite a small-minded way of looking at it. I, Ooh, lovely. I, I think if Paddy gets the win... Open our minds, Whiffin. Like, well, I think, if, <laughs> I think if Paddy gets the win... Then there'll be a you know, he'll celebrate. I don't necessarily think he's going to start saying he's the best fighter in the division or anything like that. He's as for all of the things that Paddy does post fight, he's not generally a, a gobshite about you know who he's going to take out and things like that. So, I, I do think if he beats this, I think he'll be very respectful to Tony Ferguson and, and the legacy that Tony Ferguson's gonna, I presume, would have left behind if he loses this. Um, and I think. It's a great name to have on his record. And I think yes. within the next time Paddy gets matched, I don't think people are going to be going, no, he beat or washed up Tony Ferguson. Because I think this has... This could easily be a really fun fight. Yeah. Um, because, you know, we've, we've seen Tony, you know, put on really good performances until it's all gone wrong. And it has gone wrong a lot lately. It's, it's gone, gone wrong, wrong it, a lot lately. Is it, it six-fight?
0: Six-fight losing streak, Yeah, I, I mean... But against top guys other than maybe you could say Diaz was past it and, you know, Bobby Green's by no means title challenger. Yeah. But, you know, Oliveira, so, Gaethje, sorry. Chandler and uh, who was the other one? Uh, Dariush. I mean, you can't knock those.
1: No. So let's balance this up, right? So we're seeing Tony at the end of his career up, but with a back pocket stacked with experience, right? Yep. He's got 100 times experience that Paddy's got at fighting at this level in the UFC. Yep. And so what we've also got in Paddy is a prospect that's got a load of hype and, you know, is a really well multi-skilled fighter that has not entered that level of competition. And Mm -hmm. even if Tony's tired, he's still a problem. You know, he's Tony Ferguson. Tony doesn't get tired, does he? And and so this is what I'm thinking. I I think this is actually a really well and and, and a clever fight because it's a massive name for Paddy to fight. Mm -hmm. It's a massive name for Tony to fight. Let's not overlook this. Paddy's had a, you know, he's fought fighters that he should be fighting so far and that aren't necessarily huge names. So this is a great step up. You know, if you was to put Paddy in with somebody in that top ten at the moment, I think it's too soon. Yep. And so I do think this is a, a, a good fight. And yeah. I think those that Excuse think me. Paddy's going to go in and obliterate Tony Ferguson in a round, I don't think that's going to happen. I think Paddy's going to be quite cautious in that first round. And if it goes to the ground, I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens.
0: I'm really looking forward to the idea of it going to the ground. I, and I also don't think this is lose-lose for Paddy. Because mm. I think, well, who's he fought so far? Jared Gordon, uh, Jordan Levitt, uh I can't even remember some of the names of the other... Uh, uh, I can't remember the first fight he had. Uh, forgive well, me. Well, there you but, go. But my point being is that, well, beating Tony... Is still better than pe- beating people on that level because yep. at least people know who Tony is. Yes, they will. Some people will say, "Oh, he's on a six-fight losing streak." Whatever, but, well, but look, who, who's, who's he fighting? Otherwise, someone with no name
1: and all that. Like, he, he will be fighting somebody <clears throat> of Paddy's level in in the UFC. Uh, but Paddy's got a name, yeah. And so he would have still been fighting a Jared Gordon or someone yeah. like that, and and people would have thought, oh yeah, Tony's probably going to win this, yeah, because this this is not a big name that we used to see in Tony fight and potentially you know and lose to. So I, I do think it's only the fact that Paddy's so famous that people are maybe presuming that. You know, this, this is a bad matchup, but uh, but I was talking from Paddy's point of view. Yeah, from from Paddy's point
0: of view, he fights someone on the level of the people he's already fought, where he doesn't gain a huge amount. I mean, he, he he's a star in himself because people like him now, but having Tony on the resume, even on a six fight losing streak, is still better, I think, than going after a, an equivalent of a Jared Gordon or or Jordan Livet and and stuff like that. So I actually think this is a good. As you say, good matchup for Paddy, but also a good matchup for, for Tony. Yeah. And we'll have to just see how it goes. And if it does go to the ground, I think that's I think that's going to be really fun. Because mm. Paddy's got great jiu-jitsu. Tony has got really unorthodox jujitsu. Uh Paddy's not necessarily a wrestler, per se, and Tony struggled with the wrestlers. So I think we could see something really, really fun. Um, I think that do, do you think Paddy are being awe? No, I don't think so. I mean, has some of the kind of the aweness of Tony kind of gone because of the losing streak? Like, are people seeing him across the cage now and thinking, Jesus, it's Tony Ferguson? Or are they seeing him across across the cage and going, no, Tony Ferguson, but you've been on a six-fight losing streak. I should be all
1: right. Paddy will be thinking about who he's lost to. And, uh, you know, all of them people he's lost to. Yeah. You know, as we've said, big names. I, I can't help but think, and, and obviously I want Paddy to win, you know, uh, for, former uh, three-time guest on the show. I think Paddy had been on two or three times. Three times, I think, we've had yeah. Paddy on. And, uh, and, you know, we, 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 we love Paddy, and, and nothing would make me happier than to see him get a win over, over Ferguson. Um, but I do think he'll stand in that octagon in the States in that moment and think, Fucking hell, it's Tony Ferguson. Like, I think, I think you you you, you wouldn't be human if you didn't. I, I, yeah. I think, like, you, you, it, you know, he, he's a legend, and, and and I think people, you know, we, we, it might have been a, a very different story had them them fights have happened that never happened that we never got to see Tony in. You know, with Noam um, you know, we could have been talking about a, you know, a long reigning champion. Um, well, he was on like a twelve-fight win streak, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, And then
0: ran into Justin Gaethje, and it all just went downhill from there. Yeah, he's
1: run into a lot since then. Yeah. Um,
0: uh, how do you see the fight actually playing out? Like, how how do you see it going?
1: I think I think Paddy's going to be on the back foot. I think he's going to be moving yep. about. Um, I think Tony was going to come forward. Yep. Uh, and. He's been working with David Goggins. Yes. <laughs> make of that what you will. Yeah, make
0: of that. I think Paddy had the great answer to that. he was like, Tony's never had a problem with his cardio or his mentality. So yeah. working with David Goggins is like, why? Yeah. Like, you're not gaining anything from that necessarily. You need to work on other things. Um,
1: I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't, I, I've never watched Paddy and thought I'd be terrified of his power. Um, you know... We, he has we, knocked people out there. He has, but, you know, I think we know that jiu-jitsu is his, is his speciality. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if Father Time will catch up on, on Tony and are we going to see uh, how crisp is his striking going to be? You know, I do think this prom- you know, promises a, a quite a well-matched fight. Yeah. Um but I think there'll be a, a, a lot of him pressing forward in the early rounds and, and Paddy moving around uh, thrumming some shots and hopefully not getting clipped because we do see that and, oh, Paddy, uh, Paddy gets hit a lot
0: he's yeah. very hittable, but i don 't see i don 't think of Tony as a knockout artist yeah. either
1: so we could get another
0: really fun fight here I do think that tony 's chin is not what it was and i do think I do think Paddy actually hits hard i 'm not sure how technically striking yeah. he is but I do think he hits hard and yeah. I do think he can actually get a knockout here um I think if you 're Tony, where I think I feel like I've seen Paddy struggle at times is when he's pushed up against the fence and kept there. And I don't think he always finds a way out of that quickly. And yeah. I think you can run down the clock and be winning against Paddy by pushing him pushing him against the, the fence. Where things go wrong for people, it seems, is when they then dip down for the double leg and then Paddy's like, ah, now I've got an opportunity for Gonna a climb guillotine you like a or yeah. climbing like a ladder and all those things. So, but I think if you can stay upright but push him up against the fence and keep yeah. him there... I think Paddy sometimes... We saw it in the Jared Gordon fight. Jared held him there for a long time. Uh, Jordan Leavitt held him there until he went down for that double leg and then got just, like, uh, yeah. choked. Um, and Paddy can get those chokes from odd angles as well because his jiu is so good. So you've got to be very, very careful of that. But I think if you can remain upright, keep him against the fence, I think that it, it, that might be a way that Tony could uh, could do well in this fight. But uh, I can see some exchanges happening on the feet. And I can see Paddy getting the better of those exchanges, mm. and uh, I think we could see Tony finished or, or TKO'd, where the ref's got to step in and save Tony
1: from his from himself. Uh, I hope so. Um, you know, not, not that I want to see Tony get injured anymore. but no. I want to see Paddy get the win. Um, media week, I mean, it, you know, when they all sit down, Colby, oh my God, Tony, Paddy, Ian, Gary. Like, I, 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 I mean, I don't imagine, you know, Leon's not someone that really gets pulled into that sort no. of stuff. Leon's laughing.
0: Leon is laughing all the way to the bank. He's like, yeah. I'm not a big trash talker. You've stuck me on this card, not only opposite a guy that's going to sell this pay-per-view for me anyway, but on the undercard, you've got Ian Gary, Paddy Pimblet. Tony Ferguson, like, Leon can just sit there and cash his cheques. Yeah. Doesn't have to do anything.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm interested to see what, what Tony turns up to media day. Yeah. Uh, and I'm wondering if he does dish it out a bit, how Paddy responds to that. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm really interested. I think this could be a fight that really matures Paddy Pemlitt as, yeah. as, as a sports person. I, I think, like, it could be really interesting to see at that level and that – I mean, he's, he's obviously fought very high on cards because of who yeah. he is, but the opposition has not been Tony Ferguson. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to the whole lead-up to this and, and all the chaos that I, I'm presuming is going to come uh, around yeah. media week because there's so much stuff going on. Colby's giving it to everyone and, yeah. and Ian Garry just seems to be getting it from everyone. Oh, and so I, I think it could be really interesting and, uh, and, and I hope it doesn't sort of quash – Paddy's personality. I hope he's, yeah. he's in the mix of it. Not necessarily hating on anyone, but I hope he's got plenty to say and he keeps that that brand Pimlet, you know, yeah. where, where it should be because he's, he's, he's an interesting fun guy. And yeah. Uh, and yeah, I hope the enormity of what's wrapped around him um, at, on this card doesn't kind of uh, get him sort of pushed down a little bit. I don't think so. We're talking about Paddy to Paddy.
0: Well, look, I mean, we're going to cover this more in the post-fight show when we know what's happened here. But... Two quick questions for you. If Paddy wins, does he get a top 15 guy next? Yeah. If Tony loses, does he retire? Yeah. There you go. Nice and quick. What do you think? Um, uh, I I wonder if Tony's the kind of guy that will never retire. You have to sort of force him to retire. That's what I worry about Tony. Maybe
1: maybe we look at how he loses. Yeah. You know, if it's a close decision, then maybe might end up in bare knuckle fighting Mike Perry. No one needs <laughs> no to be fighting Mike, Mike Perry. No one, no one needs, one needs to, see to be that. fighting Mike Perry. He's somehow the best in the world at something. Yeah. And uh but yeah, uh I don't know. I I I, I mean if he overtakes smiling Sam Alvey uh for uh, I think he got cut from the UFC after I think it was thirty-three losses. <laughs> uh <laughs> How many was it really, do you know? Uh, I don't reckon it was that many more than, like, seven or eight. Yeah, so, it, so Tony's knocking on the door. Yeah. If he gets beat by Paddy. Yeah, absolutely. Jesus. Jesus. What one do you want to talk... Do you want to move on to Shavkat Wonderboy?
0: Um, go on, then. Let's move on to Shavkat and Wonderboy. Um, I, I mean, again, great fight. I almost feel a little... I, well, do you know what? Before... I was going to say I feel a little bit for Wonderboy because he's got Shavkat and we know Shavkat's really good on the ground. However, when you look into Shavkat, he is not your typical wrestler who Wonderboy has struggled with. Wonderboy has struggled with Bilal. Burns isn't your traditional wrestler, but he he, he implements that kind of double leg takedown style when he needs to and and he does well with that. Shavkat doesn't shoot for takedowns in the normal kind of American wrestling style way. He's more of a judo throw guy. He gets body locks and he throws you or he waits for you to make a mistake and end up on the ground and he follows you down there. And once you're down there, you're in big, big trouble. Shavkat is a demon on the ground. But getting you to the ground is not something... He- does in the most traditional way. And I think because he requires the body locks and the judo throws, you see a lot of people push Shavkat up against the fence, and then when his back's against the fence, he throws people onto the floor and then he can work from there. Wonderboy isn't going to be doing that. Wonderboy is going to be skirting around the outside of that octagon for 15 minutes, trying to keep Shavkat as far away from him as possible. And that makes me think that there's a big possibility here that this fight all plays out on the feet. In which case, Wonderboy has a chance. I do think Shavkat. I'm, I'm, I'm picking Shavkat. I think Shavkat is possibly the future of this division. He's got very, very, very good striking on top of a good ground game. Yeah, but I just think it's not as clear cut as like Wonderboy Bilal or a, if it was a Wonderboy Uzman fight or something like that. I don't think Shavkat is going to take him down in the same way those guys would, and I think that mm. Shavkat is
1: going to entertain a striking battle with Wonderboy. When it gets... He's going to catch him at some point. And when I say that, I mean he's going he's to get him against the cage. He's, is Shavkat going to be too strong <coughs> for Wonderboy? Yes. Yes. But that's the thing.
0: Wonderboy has to keep away. Yeah, Shavkat will be too strong. Shavkat is a very dangerous striker. So Wonderboy's got multiple things to worry about. If this was just a kickboxing match, you'd favour Wonderboy. But because Wonderboy's got to think about so much with the takedowns, the judo throws, and all that kind of stuff as well, I think that is going to actually open up Shavkat's striking
1: a little bit, Mm -hmm. especially if he
0: faints a couple of takedowns or does something like that.
1: So with this, right? With this, on that point that you've just said, go on. Do you think? That kind of adjustment that Shavkat might have to make to deal with that very unorthodox and effective striking style of Wonderboy. Do you think this could be the fight that maybe exposes a flaw in uh, in his game?
0: Mm, no, no, I don't okay. think we're going um, <laughs> to. <laughs> well, no, well, I think Jeff Neal made Shavkat look a little bit more human in their yeah. fight until towards the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, he landed some shots. But what what we found in that Jeff Neal fight was yet another positive for Shavkat Rachmanov, which was his chin's really good. And I don't think Wonderboy hits as hard as maybe a Jeff Neal. And I think that what we could see is a situation where Wonderboy does land a few shots and it's looking good for Wonderboy for a short period of time. And then Shavkat just lands something big. And Wonderboy, we've got to remember his age and all that kind of stuff as well. I I just think... So he's,
1: last time out, he beat Kevin Holland, didn't he? And he's got, before that, he lost to Bilal and And Burns. Burns. But again, they
0: used a very specific way of beating him. They went for those double legs, pushed him up against the fence, took him down, all that stuff. Again, Shavkat doesn't use that style. Maybe he's got it in his locker room, we'll see it. Yeah but he doesn't use it very often. It's more the body lock position and it's more him getting pushed up against the fence yeah. and then he trips someone. I think Wonderboy is going to be so far away from him uh, as, as often as possible that I don't think that's going to be an, an, a thing that Shavkat can do regularly to him.
1: Okay. So but I think we could
0: see a club and sub. I think we could see Shavkat mm. catch him with something, wobble Wonderboy and then puts him on the ground and and subs him there.
1: Yeah, yeah. So. I, I mean, I've got a note here that, that I've got I've got Shavkat um, by by submission. Yeah, I, I, I think. I mean, I think we we'll see a good Wonder Boy at three rounds. I think you know he can sustain that movement and uh, but like you say, that style that he fights with, age favours it. You know, mm-hmm. it's very in and out, and it's all you know. Absolute rapid striking and and Wonder Boy's you know, father time he's creeping up on him. But uh, um, but he's the nicest guy in UFC man.
0: Oh, he's the NMF.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. What do you want to move on to, mate?
0: Well, it's got to be Luke a versus Ian Gary, I think. And I think the big question really is how much has all the outside of the cage stuff affected Ian Gary? I mean, we've got Sean Strickland making videos for his Instagram and whatever else. I don't know if he's got a YouTube or something like that. Talking about Ian Gary's wife, talking about the relationship between them, how he feels like Ian Gary is a victim, and all these kind of things, which is. I mean, look, we don't, no one knows what's going on in people's like personal relationships and stuff, but we've met Ian, we've met Layla, they both seem really lovely.
1: Yeah. Um, And also, it's no
0: one's (laughs) fucking business. It's no one's fucking business. (laughs) But this is the MMA kind of social media space, isn't it? It's like, say all this, if you're a fighter, you're saying all this stuff because maybe you'll make some money down the line and, and whatever. But also, people want to jump on and people want to troll because that's just the world we live in. I don't and really know what people of, get from it.
1: but In all of this chaos, Luke is just head down. The
0: silent assassin.
1: Going about his work.
0: Uh, he's the, he is the silent assassin for a reason, and I just think he is flying under the radar, all the heat's on Gary,
1: and... Is this a significant <laughs> step up for Gary? I know we, we saw him absolutely school, Neil Magny, um, but... I don't think it
0: is necessarily a significant step up. Um, I think it's a step up. Yeah. But I think Magny's a very good fighter. Mm -hmm. I think Daniel Rodriguez is actually really good and Gary disposed of him very, very quickly. Gary was supposed to be fighting Jeff Mm Neal before the Magny fight. That's right. Um... And that didn't quite work out. So he's been prepping for that. He's also, as we know, he's trained all over the world. That's been another bone of contention with Gary. And Sean Brady was on uh, Helwani's show a little while ago talking about how he wants to fight Ian Gary and how he's heard stories about how um, uh, people aren't ha- happy with Gary kind of maybe exposing a few secrets about a few gyms or talking about knockouts. Again, I- I'd not actually seen this I think from Gary. He's like,
1: wherever Ian Gary goes, he's filming. And apparently, there, I think yeah, there was a little bit of contention to do with about... That. Um, you know that that constantly is everything's gone on social media, and I mm. suppose you know if you've got you know fighters prepping for fights and you know maybe they don't want stuff like that on there yes um but i also understand ian gary's documenting everything because look how quickly it's accelerated you know well, he's probably his, thinking his there's
0: profile. a document when he he's probably he's a very confident young man yeah. he
1: probably thinks i'm gonna
0: win the belt within the next couple of yeah. years there'll be a netflix documentary about me or something like that yeah. let's film it all now yeah let's film it all now get the journey and be part of it. And also, it will go on YouTube and all yeah. that kind of stuff as well for him, which helps him, I'm, I'm imagining, financially.
1: And I think he will be the champion at some point.
0: I think he's got a chance. I think he's probably got a big chance because I think people yeah, are done interested in wrong him. Yet. No, no, he hasn't. I just think that division is stacked. I think Leon's great. I think Shavkat is really, really good. Um, I think Sean Brady's really good. Um, Bilal's really good. Like, there's a lot of tough fighters. Like, Don't get me wrong, I'm a big fan of Gary and I think he's got all the uh, attributes to potentially become a champion. Mm-hmm. I just think when you're dealing with a cluster of fighters that are all equally very, very good fighters, unless someone does something amazing, then it's really hard for them to put their head above the parapet and say, no, I'm the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think when we saw Hamzat, we were like, that's the guy. Mm. At the moment, there's, there's alternate realities out there where Bilal's the champ, Leon's the champ, Gary's the champ, Chavkat's the champ. Like, there's different, different people the champs at different times. You just don't know. He's got youth on his side, and I think he's very good, and I think he is get, only getting better. But Luke a is no mug, though. Luke a is a very good fighter, but I, I do think Gary will win
1: this. And they were gym buddies, so they've spent a yep. lot of time, I imagine, sparring. So I, I think they're going to have a, a rough idea of, you know, how each other moves. And and I presume through sparring, you were going to start to pick out a few little, you know, flaws that they may uh, jump all over. Um, who's going to be? Cornering. Who do you think?
0: Um, well, Gary, as far as I'm aware, is not at Killcliffe
1: anymore. He's no. Oh, right. He's left there.
0: From I don't. I don't, I don't know what his main when training Scott camp
1: is. I, I, I think they were all very. You know, they, they're all talking. about... They're quite, very cordial. Yeah, it's yeah, all yeah, good. yeah, yeah. But from I'm again, presu- I'm hearing he from other there, people. I'm, like,
0: I'm not hearing this yeah. from Ian or Layla, and I haven't been keeping up to date on their socials and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know where this training camp has been. I imagine Luque's has been at Killcliffe. Yeah. Um, or if not, he's been in Brazil. I think Gilbert Burns will be in Luque's corner. I know they're very good friends. Mm. I just don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know where Gary is at the moment. I don't know what he's, what he's doing and where he's training and, and, and what's going on with Ian Gary. So it's going to be an interesting one to see where he is fighting out of. Um, All right. Ian Gary wins. Okay. Yeah.
1: Who's he calling out?
0: Well, it'd be really interesting if he gave a shout-out to Sean Strickland. That would be very... I mean, don't get me wrong. He can't jump the line. But if Strickland loses... If you can keep that beef going... Like, Sean Brady's asked for Gary. I think Gary could fight the winner of Shavkat or Wonderboy. But if it's Shavkat, I'd steer clear. I'd wait for him to have the belt or something and then go for that. The loser of Colby Leon. I mean... The thing is, Gary, even though there's a lot of people that don't like Gary now, for reasons that I, don't, I still don't understand, but because there's a lot of beef between Gary and multiple people, that means he's got a lot of options. So let's say Colby beats Leon. The UFC probably won't want to give Leon an immediate title shot, and I have my own thing of like, I think you need to defend the belt three times to get an immediate title shot. I think Gary, given all the, bat, the drama that's happened with Leon, yeah. he could shout out Leon. And get to fight Leon. Um, I think if Colby loses, he could ask for Colby and maybe Colby would see some money in fighting Ian Gary. No. but I don't think so. Um, and I don't know, I think he can... I, I, I don't know, but then there's Sean Strickland. If he, if Sean Strickland loses to Drickus Duplessis, Ian Gary could go, look, I'm the number, whatever, he might be at the time, five ranked welterweight away in the world, but I think Sean Strickland is a piece of shit after what he said about Layla and all that kind of stuff I want to fight Sean Strickland so I'm going to pop up to middleweight fight him and then you never know he could be like the number two ranked middleweight and the number five ranked welterweight at the same time and then lots of options open up for him again so I think the fact that he's got beef and problems with different people Actually serves him quite well and gives him plenty of options. Sean Brady's always there. I, I don't know if that's a good stylistic matchup for Gary or not, but there's lots of possibilities for for Ian Gary. But after he's got this to fight. get
1: past Vicente Luque first, yep. and uh, and that's no easy feat. And uh, I think we're going to see a really good fight here. And do you
0: do you think Gary wins it?
1: I do. Yeah. yeah. I, I I think Gary's one of the most exciting fighters in the UFC at the moment. I, yeah. I, I I've not seen flaws yet.
0: Yeah. Like. Well, I, I think he I wouldn't be surprised if Luke A tests his chin. Yeah. But I do think Gary gets it done. I think yeah. I think I think Luke A has struggled with some elite strikers in the past, like uh Wonderboy and, and I think it was maybe Jeff Neal as well, I think he struggled with. Mm. So I can see I can see Gary being of that mindset and just kind of piecing him up from the outside a little bit and, and landing him. that's what he's good at. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm picking Gary to win this one. It's such a fucking good card. Isn't it, man? It's such a ridiculous <laughs> card. That's, that's the main card. A six fight main card It is absolutely ridiculous. Um, and then we just got news this morning. Again, we're recording this a little bit earlier than normal because we've got some stuff going on next week. So we, uh, We've only just found out this morning, and so I've got no notes on this, that Bryce Mitchell has stepped in for the uh, injured uh, Giga Chikadze. Uh, I think a tore his groin or something like that. Yeah. And now we've got Bryce Mitchell versus Josh Emmett. What an opportunity this is for Bryce Mitchell. Yeah. I mean, this is this is what you want. And taking this on short notice, I think will serve him very well. He had a great fight, what was it, against Dan Ige? Yeah. It was his uh, last fight. And now I'm just trying to look up, um, kind of where uh, where they are in the rankings. You know, I think Emmett might be about sixth, and um, Bryce who, Mitchell was about tenth. Who pieced up Josh last time out? Yaya Rodriguez.
1: Oh, that was quite unpleasant.
0: <clears throat> that was a, that was a nasty one. Mm. But I I think this is really interesting. I mean, I've not seen Emmett hits hard. Yeah. If he catches Bryce, Bryce could be in trouble. I mean, I think maybe Bryce got hit by Dan Ige a couple of times, yeah. and Dan hits hard as well. But I think Josh maybe hits a bit harder, and we saw Bryce struggle with Taporia's power yeah. in
1: that fight. We've seen everyone struggle with Taporia's power. Don't we?
0: we'll have to just see what Emmett's wrestling is like. It's
1: whatever Emmett can see him. If you're wearing camo shorts, mate, you know <laughs> it's, quite, it's quite hard to spot him.
0: Hard to spot him. Hard to spot him. Um but yeah, think- oh no! So Emmett got beat by Tapuria last time out. Sorry, it was, it was Yair was, Rodriguez before was. that. So he's on a two-fight losing streak, having got beat by Yaya and. Uh, Tupuria. And Tapuria really smashed him about, I think, yeah, from, from yeah, what really, I remember. That, that
1: was the fight I was thinking of. Yes. Yeah, that was a big So, man.
0: But before that, he was on a five-fight win streak.
1: So, well, he was, When we had him on the show, um, you know, he, we was thinking he was one fight away from a, a championship well, shot. It, yeah. Well, he
0: fought for the interim yeah. belt next, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think Josh Emmett is a really good fighter. Again, he's not young, though. He,
1: this picture I'm looking at, he does look quite old, doesn't he?
0: He's 38 yeah he's thirty eight years old bryce mitchell uh i think is in his twenties
1: do you think what do you think twenty nine bryce mitchell if if you're Josh Emmett and you're looking at this fire, what are your concerns if you're josh Emmett what's well, the wrestling
0: Bryce Mitchell is an absolute beast on the ground he's unbelievable if he gets you down. That's it, because he, his jiu-jitsu is so good. He's a phenomenal grappler. There was a moment in the Dan Ige fight where I remember him basically being uh, like on his back almost and somehow got his leg all the way around Dan Ige and flipped and then ended up on Dan Ige's back. Yeah. I mean, it was like magician stuff, what he was doing. I'm a big fan of Bryce Mitchell's fight style. I think he's one of those grapplers that's an incredibly exciting grappler. He's fast-paced, he's dynamic, he's hunting for the finish all the time and he pulls things out that you just like haven't seen before. It's really, really, really exciting uh, grappler Bryce Mitchell. He's just crazy. (laughs) He's just, he's just, I, I don't know. Do you think
1: Josh Emmett's got concerns if he loses that he's got to deal with Bryce Mitchell praying for him?
0: Oh God, maybe. Maybe we'll ask him to pray You've for got something. baby Jesus in his corner, baby Jesus <laughs> in his corner. I don't know. Look, it's not for... Look, I haven't... And Nothing against religion. You want to be religious? Good for you. But oh, I think he just goes a little bit far with it for me. And then on top of that, he's super into all his guns and all that stuff. I oh, think he's that, fucking bananas. Yeah, he's a conspiracy theorist as well, I oh, think. Right. So, yeah. So, he's he's, 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 he's he's the full package of Wackadoodah. Yeah, uh, wackadooda. um, absolutely. Yep, but, um, absolutely. Lo- loves a wank
1: sock as well. Loves a wank.
0: <laughs> that was a James Krause story, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. You'll have to look up the James Krause uh, story if you haven't seen it, but there's something to do with him using. Was it his own? James's socks? Yeah. He used James's sock. Uh, to help please himself. So. Uh, and then, then put know, it on and
1: went training.
0: And then put. Oh my Christ. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you'll have to look up that story. James Krause, buy yourself some camo socks, mate. Uh, yeah. I mean, how's James Krause doing these days? I mean, it's, with the whole betting scandal and all that, it's just. just it's I don't just. Know. He's gone.
1: He's. he's yeah. Just, no, I, I imagine, obviously, was there something put in place that his fighters couldn't compete under him? They couldn't compete under him. Yeah. Yeah, so... He was, you know... He was, like, such a great coach as well. Yeah, Yeah,
0: Jesus. Poor old... uh, I say poor old James Cross. I suppose. If you break the rules, these are
1: things that happen. Um, Absolutely.
0: But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, really interested in that uh, featherweight fight between Bryce Mitchell and Josh Emmett. Uh... I, I do wonder if Bryce could do it. Short notice, he could actually do it. If he gets Emmett down, I think Emmett's in big, big trouble. However, if Emmett keeps it on the feet, I think he's gonna smash Bryce up. So yeah. be interesting to see. Um, yep, Carol Rosa versus Arena Aldana next. I didn't have a huge amount to say about this, but I think it's really important to mention the fact that Aldana is ranked fifth and the last person to ever she's the last person to ever fight Amanda Nunes. Uh Makes me think that she's in for a title shot. If she she only got a win one or two yeah, fights, yeah, yeah. and that's it, title shot for her. She's not got the pulling power in terms of pay per view numbers and stuff that uh, you know, uh, Misha Tate or a Holly sure. Holm would have. But she's definitely can if with a win over Carol Rosa, she can stake a claim, saying, "Hey, I was the last person to fight the champ before she vacated."
1: Get me in the mix here. Yeah.
0: Get me in the mix for sure. Um, So, yeah, I I think she could definitely do that. Carol Rosa's is ranked ninth. Uh, I think that says a lot about the division, though, because her last two fights were at featherweight, and she went one and one. So she wasn't overly successful at featherweight, but she's still ranked ninth at bantamweight. And her two last bantamweight fights uh, before that, she was one and one as well. And she's still ranked ninth. And I think it just goes to show it's, it's not... There's not a huge amount of depth in that women's bantamweight division, which is... It's all to be played for, mate. It's all to be played for. It's definitely a very open division because of that. But it's weird, isn't it? There was only a little while ago that the bantamweight division was the women's kind of like... Absolutely. ...star division. It was, you know, Ronda Rousey, Misha Tate, Holly Holm, Amanda Nunes.
1: Do you think we're going to see Ronda Rousey in a super fight? I don't think so. We're
0: going to do a questions episode after we record this that will go out, I'm assuming, just after this episode goes out, a few days after this so, episode yeah. goes out. So uh, we're recording that today. So, again, if there's any huge developments over the next week, apologies, not our fault. But uh, we um, we will be answering questions, and I believe there's some UFC 300 questions and stuff oh, on there. So okay, we will get to that. So if you want to hear our opinions on random shit
1: do with anime, <laughs> then uh, tune the in for the, the next episode. episode. That's right. the name of the episode. Random Shit with Blake Random shit. Uh, Anyone else you want to shout out on this? Uh, well, look,
0: it's such a stacked card from top to bottom. Garbrandt's on the card against Kelleher. I think, you know, whenever Garbrandt's on a card, that's fun. Casey O'Neill. I think... Uh, did she lose her last fight? Casey O'Neill. I'm not sure. I think she's trying to get back in the win column unless I'm mistaken. Maybe check the old topology out. But, uh... Uh, she's ranked twelve. She's against Ariana Lipsky. Uh Two ranked light like, heavyweights in Menafield and Jacoby. Uh, Ulan Bekoff against Cody Durden at flyweight. And Ulan Bekoff is ranked 14th. Andre Feely's on the card. Uh, That's coming
1: yeah. off of the very close fight against Nathaniel Wood in London. Yes. And uh, I think... Uh, Andre Feely looked very disappointed, he didn't get that win. It was yep. it was a close fight. And uh, I felt
0: like Nathaniel won that fight. Yeah, a- but, absolutely. But I, I'm a big fan of Andre Feely. We asked him a question on Media Day, really, really lovely. Seemed bloke.
1: like the nicest guy, yeah. didn't he? Did uh, he talk about crying at like Pixar movies yeah, and stuff? It was yeah. really
0: lovely. I'm <laughs> really just, I'm a big fan of Andre Feely now yeah. because of that interaction.
1: Yeah, I think he was talking about balling it up. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've all done that. We've all balled it up.
0: Um, uh, Randy Brown. I love Randy Brown. He's yeah. got a fight style that I really like.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, this is a stat. Stat. Best porn
1: name ever, isn't it?
0: What Randy Brown? Yeah, love that name. <laughs> I don't want to know what kind of porn you're watching. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm a big fan of Randy Brown. I do think that that's going to be a good fight with Muslim Salakov, top to bottom. Really good. That that is this very rare that I stay up late to watch a card and go to bed at like six AM.
1: I think I'll be doing it for this. Oh, all day long. Yeah. All this day is the long. One. Well look, enjoy the card. We'll be back with the post fight show, um, talking about all of the action that goes down. Um if you've not done so already go check at that there episode that you can see behind us with MVP we had Michael Venom Page in the studio we kicked things off in this new look studio of MVP and uh, what a delight he was oh, still still no word still the, no word you scrutinized him and pushed and pulled him but no. he wouldn't crack would he no he wouldn't he was he was a tough nut under
0: pressure he didn't uh, didn't get interrogated as much as I would have liked him yeah. to you know the light in the eyes didn't work as yeah. much as I hoped it would uh, but you know we're still still waiting to see obviously there was that whole thing about Kevin Holland and maybe yeah. that's if that fight happens that's amazing yeah, I would love to see that and Absolutely. you never know maybe that's an Ian Gary matchup for the future cool. MVP Ian Gary yeah
1: That'd I'm loving that well we asked him about his thoughts on Ian Gary so go and watch that episode and uh, and get his take on uh, on what he makes of uh, Ian Gary coming soon uh, we've got a big heavyweight boxing prospect in Johnny oh, we've got the run for ball uh, Johnny Fisher uh, he came in and we had had a wonderful chat um, about. Well, I mean, if you're a, 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 a big heavyweight prospect at the moment, heavyweight boxing is where it's at. It's super exciting at the moment. He's been sparring with Joe Joyce, he's been sparring with Daniel Dubois. And uh, and we talk about that, and we talk about the other fighters that are in that stack division, and where he sees himself in the coming years, you know, fitting into that puzzle. And he's oh, a show his suit. dad, and he's <laughs> talking about his dad, and Big John,
0: Big John Bosh. What uh, I loved
1: after that show, you went home and <laughs> had a Chinese. I did, yeah, I did. If you know, if you know
0: Big John, then uh, you follow him on on Instagram or anything like that. It, it, the basically, it seems to be that his format on Instagram is. Order a massive Chinese, talk about how much you're going to eat it and enjoy it, and then say Bosh at the end of it. And people love him for it. Yeah, so, that's uh, great
1: work if you can get it.
0: Oh, absolutely. But chatting to Johnny uh, definitely really inspired me to have a Chinese, so I did. Had a nice, lovely Chinese that night. It's been great. <laughs> love it.
1: All right, well, as we've said before, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and uh, and if you're still enjoying this in the audio format, um, then drop us a little comment in the socials and let us know what you're making of the show because this is a journey for Blake and I. We've stumbled into this, you know, a year and a half ago and we've, we've thrown a lot of this to get this studio put together to really develop it and hopefully give you something that's you know visually pleasing as well i know that involves our heads sorry about that but uh but we really want to kind of like build this into something really special and fun so uh we thank you a lot for uh for joining us on this journey i'm going to go and press stop on the cameras because hopefully we haven't just been having a conversation to ourselves for the last hour i might cry if that's the case (laughs) (laughs) we'll see you next time bye